This is the Better Than Before Betrayal Podcast, Episode 12, Let Go of Control. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hi there. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to talk about letting go of control. This can be a tough one. As humans, we like to be in control, some more than others. Some are control enthusiasts. That's a nice way of saying control freak. When your husband has an addiction or compulsive behaviors, you find you may find yourself feeling out of control and wanting to take control. His choices affect you, your family, and your relationship. You want him to change so that you can feel better. You may believe that things won't get better unless you step in and fix it. You may find all sorts of solutions, quote-unquote, to his problem. You can learn about compulsive behaviors. This can be helpful to you. Don't shove what you are learning in his face. That's like unsolicited advice. Not welcome. People don't usually listen to unsolicited advice. Do you? Probably not. He may be open and ask you for help and ideas, sharing information and resources, That would be him asking for your help, your advice, solicited advice. Your husband is the only one who can choose to do what is necessary for his recovery. You trying to control him can actually slow the process of his healing. Because if you take responsibility, he won't have to. I remember trying to figure out how to find happiness that wasn't tied to my husband's choices, and I didn't know how to do it. So many women I talk to believe that if their husband is okay, then they will be okay. If their husband acts out, they won't be okay. So in this effort to be okay themselves, they try to manage or control their husband's recovery totally understandable. I think we've all been there. So what does you trying to control look like? Uh, Before I go over this, let me again throw out a caveat. When trust has been broken, the person that has been withholding information needs to prove, give evidence that they are working to be trustworthy again. So in the beginning, they need to be transparent with everything. 
with every minute of their day, if necessary. The betrayed partner will need some proof that change is occurring, that their husband wants to be honest. So while in the early stages of betrayal, it may look a lot like control, and to be honest, it very well may be, because the betrayed is going through a trauma response. As you get to the place where you no longer want your happiness to depend on the choices of someone else, you need to let go of control. And remember, you can't control anyone else anyway. If you stay in a place where you need your husband to do certain things in order for you to be happy, you're giving the power of your happiness to your husband. I do not recommend that you stay there. So control looks like this. Always needing to know where he is. Expecting a play-by-play of their day. Checking his phone or his computer history. Telling him what he should do for his recovery. Caring about his recovery more than he does. Punishing their behavior not allowing him time with friends, you not going on a girl's trip or out with friends because you worry about what he will do when you're gone, or going and then anxiously calling and texting him while you're away from him. Constant monitoring. Uh, wanting to control others, your kids, coworkers, extended family, vacations, day-to-day activities, money, yourself in so many unhealthy ways. Making his appointments for therapy or for his coaching. Making the appointments for him. Monitoring his attending appointments for therapy, coaching, or 12 steps meetings. Monitoring his gospel study or reading of other materials. Manipulation in any form. Trying to improve yourself with the belief that if you change fill in the blank, he won't turn to porn. Competing with porn. Saying yes or initiating sex so so that he won't turn to porn doesn't work. His choices are actually not at all about you. They are not even about sex. They are about his inability to regulate his emotions. You can't regulate his emotions for him. He needs to learn how. In situations where betrayal has taken place, many women start to act more like a mother to their husband than a wife. When a husband relapses, the wife takes this responsibility, takes the opportunity to dictate. The husband is treated like a child that's in trouble instead of an adult responsible for their own choices and someone responsible for their own recovery. Now, don't confuse this with upholding a boundary. Upholding a boundary is completely appropriate. 
Boundaries are not about control. They're about respect and safety. Can you see if your relationship is more like a mother-child relationship? If it does slip into that sometimes? It may be hard to recognize. You may deny it. It may not be there, but it may be. So spend some time considering that. You may not recognize your controlling tendencies. Uh, You can ask yourself, what am I trying to control? Make a list if you'd like to. You may be surprised at what you find out about yourself. Are you trying to control everything around you? Again, you may not recognize it. Sit with it. Ask, in what ways am I trying to control what isn't mine? Or you may be the opposite, letting everything go, feeling hopeless and stuck, not even controlling yourself in responsible ways. Most of us find ourselves moving in and out of these behaviors. They aren't always constants. Being controlling or indifferent are two opposite ends of a spectrum, and healthy is somewhere in the middle. Control of what is yours to control, taking responsibility for what is yours. What's your responsibility? Again, in the early stages of betrayal, these may be necessary to show that the unfaithful spouse wants to be honest, wants to be transparent, wants to change. And I'm not saying that all of these ideas are terrible or unhealthy when trust is broken. What I am saying is that it isn't a good idea or you don't need to hang your emotional welfare on him or anyone else other than yourself. If you are doing these things from a place of fear, you're probably trying to control. Your peace comes from within yourself and from the Lord, not from other people. Knowing that your husband is making changes is certainly important, crucial to your relationship. However, it's also important that you accept what is in your control and what is not in your control and not try to control what isn't yours. Take responsibility for your happiness no matter what your husband does. Have faith that everything will work out because we do, in fact, have that promise. If you keep your covenants, you will have all promised blessings. None of us knows what that looks like. And I know that heaven will be heaven for all of us who keep our covenants. Whatever whatever level of glory we attain will be the standard we want to live by throughout eternity. Take this opportunity to grow personally. Letting go of control that we don't even have and never did is so freeing. You have responsibility for yourself. What kind of person do you want to be?
you can take this opportunity to control what is in your power. You can use this time to become the woman that you want to become. You can find growth that you never thought possible. What kind of person do you choose to be? Do you want to live in fear? That is where control comes from. We try to control when we fear that others aren't doing the things the way they, quote-unquote, should be doing. Sometime I'll do an episode about when and why I removed the word should from my vocabulary. Your husband is on a journey. He is learning lessons from his experiences. It can be painful to watch. It can be difficult to wait. And we can learn so much in the process. We can learn so much about ourselves. Trust yourself. Trust that you will find the resources to help you learn the things that you need to learn in this life. The fact is we do not have control over anyone except ourselves. So letting go of control really isn't even a thing. Thinking we need to or can control another person is actually what we need to let go of. So the serenity prayer, excuse me, is used in 12 steps programs for addicts. It pleads for the power of heaven. I think it can be useful to everyone. It goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. Taking, as he did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. That I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. Excuse me. I think that's beautiful uh, for all of us to rely on our Savior through this experience of life. So when and if a relapse happens, don't try to control your husband's recovery process. Instead, try to learn from it. Learn about you and learn about him. You can say a quick prayer. You can ask your husband questions like, what's your plan? It isn't your responsibility to make his recovery plan. It may be helpful to discuss what happened if you can handle it. You can ask, what skills do you have that you didn't use? 
This conversation can be had with curiosity, not judgment. You can ask to gain some understanding. It may not be a good idea to have these conversations if you can't stay out of wanting to take control of the situation and try to fix it. It isn't yours to fix. You can respond instead of react. I'll do an episode on that sometime. Not easy, and it is possible. His recovery is in his control. You're trying to control it can take the responsibility responsibility from him. You can't recover for him. Let it go. So here's my real life experience. A while ago, I had a thought. I realized that when I am constantly thinking of ways we can improve our marriage, I am trying to control. Now, of course, we want to always be improving, growing, right? So what's wrong with this idea of always wanting to improve our marriage? It's a sneaky thought. The problem is actually in the energy and framework of it in my mind. The more accurately the thought was, what can I get my husband to do with me that will make him change so our marriage can improve and I will see him progress? If I'm always thinking of ways we can improve, this is control. I need to let that go. It can get a little fuzzy. We have some thoughts that sound lovely and they may not be. So I was pondering this lovely thought that didn't serve me concept as I was writing this podcast content. And guess what? I got the opportunity to face this challenge this week. It's so funny how that happens. So months ago, I ordered an ebook on marriage. It is a workbook for couples to do together. It was emailed to me months ago, and I forgot about it a couple of times. I ran across it again this week, and I decided it would be a good idea to print it. I like pages. I emailed it to FedEx Kinko's, and my husband was going to pick it up. This is usually how it works with us. I work from home. He's out and about all day. During his workday, he called me to say hi, as he does, and he said, I picked up your book. My book? I made this mean something. Go back and listen to episode five if you want to hear more about that. I told you that I am a work in progress, and here's the proof. I made it mean that since he called it my book, he was not interested in reading or working through the book and improving our marriage. I had the opportunity to do some self-coaching. Did I buy the book in a clean space of wanting to improve? Was I trying to manipulate or control our relationship? Because he called it my book, Does that really mean he doesn't want to work on improving our relationship? 
Does he like our marriage just the way it is and nothing needs to change? The answer to all of these questions are maybe, maybe not. Could be a yes to some and be a no to others. I told my husband about all the thoughts. Interestingly, I was enlightened. My understanding was expanded. It turns out that he didn't even read the cover of the book. He noticed what color it was and had asked me if I wanted the whole thing in color or black and white. He didn't know it was the workbook on marriage. Now, I had the book printed more for the idea that if it was on my bookshelf, I may run across it in the future. I'm more likely to see a paper copy on my bookshelf than a digital copy on a device, maybe. And I wasn't having this idea that we would work on it now. I'm okay that he, if he's not ready to take tackle that. So anyway, this week I had the opportunity to coach myself around lots of things. Was I trying to control my husband by ordering this book for our growth to change him? What did I make it mean when he said he picked up my book? Did I choose to just manage my mind around it all, which is always an option that I can choose? Or did I choose the better option for me and my growth? And that's to have the courage to have a conversation with him about it. Lots of practice this week. And let's be real, lots of practice every week. I can look at my motivations and stay in check. I can practice letting go of control because remember, I'm human and I want it. Your husband's healing, again, not your responsibility. You can do nothing to heal him. It is his work to do with his savior. You can love him. You can support him. You can influence him. You can celebrate his milestones. You cannot heal for him. He must take responsibility for his own healing. He must do his own work. Do you want his healing more than he does? This journey is a lesson in patience. You might not think he's doing it the right way. The right way is his way. I have learned patience beyond anything I could have imagined. You need to give yourself time for the process. You need to give him time. It's not a linear process. Life is a roller coaster ride for sure. Letting go of control is respecting agency. Respecting agency is a godlike quality. Letting go of control that you never had in the first place is such an important part of your healing and growth. It is freeing. Thanks for listening today. 
I have really loved putting this content out into the world. I'm so glad you've found it. I pray that those that need it will find it. I really hope that this podcast is helping you in your growth journey. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you are ready for one-on-one coaching to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a free session to find out how I can help you on your journey. I'd love to talk to you. See you soon.